welcome back to Techtopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. To another show, we have Peter Cohen, who's a writer. This is Technotopia. This episode of Technotopia is sponsored by CheapTranscription.io. Cheap Transcription offers 10 cent per minute transcription using our happy robots or 85 cents per minute using our human assistants. Cheap Transcription.io is cheaper and faster than everyone else. CheapTranscription.io. This episode of Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter.plus. Typewriter.plus is a full-service editorial agency that brings amazing editors from places like the New York Times and TechCrunch to work on your writing. Need a blog post, a white paper, a presentation? The Typewriter team can write or edit anything on nearly any topic. Visit them at Typewriter.plus for a free quote. That's Typewriter.plus. Typewriter.plus. Welcome back to Techtopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. To this show, we have tech journalist uh, Peter Cohen. Uh, you're Flarg on Twitter, and I think we've been Twitter friends for a long time, Peter. Welcome. Thank you, John. Nice to talk to you, finally. <laughs> so, uh, so this is supposed to be – so we, we took a break. I took a break for a couple months just because it was uh, – because the future didn't look so um, deeply bright. And, and we're recording this in the midst of like a, a world pandemic and um, – and uh, the Shamrock Shake is out, and there's all kinds of horrible things that are happening in the world. H- how do should I just stay uh, stay pessimistic, or should I be optimistic? What do, What do you think? I think that you've got to be optimistic because the uh, alternative is, um, you know, complete nihilism. And nah, you know, it, it it's fun to be, you know, a sarca- sarcastic jerk on Twitter, but not so much in real life. <laughs> exactly. So t- tell us, tell us what you've been working on recently. You know, I have been uh, in this business for a long time, tech journalism, since the mid '90s. Um, sometimes it feels more like a it's life turn sentence. of the century, turn of the century, <laughs> pre-millennial man. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, yeah. Web 1.0. That's when I got my. I was thinking about this this morning. You know, I I started my first website uh, to to write about uh, Mac games back when it was possible for not just one but many uh, websites to actually be uh, support themselves writing about Mac games. And boy, have has time have times changed. That's interesting that that you're able to see we're able to support monetarily, right? Not just in terms of uh, exposure. Yeah, and you know, I, I that that's actually, I mean, that's got a lot more to do, I think, of, ultimately with how Google and Facebook have really kind of like reshaped things, you know, in terms of advertising than anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a long road to to, to hoe, but uh, you know, I I'm still writing about tech all these years later because there's an endless stuff to to, to uh, amount of stuff to write about and. Uh, to let people know about because there's so many interesting things happening all the time. So what's the most interesting thing? What's the most hopeful thing that you've seen uh, in the past few months? The most interesting and hopeful thing that I've seen in the past few months, just in terms of like technology and humanity and where they intersect, boy, that's that's a loaded question. But, you know, so, so much of the biotech stuff that's happening right now gives me a lot of hope for the future, you know, especially having close family members, distant family members, friends, and just associates who have been, and actually me, myself too, you know, we've, I'm at that age now. Like I said, I started my first site in the mid nineties. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I'm like AARP crowd now, right? (laughs) Just had my first colonoscopy. Yay. Uh, you know, so uh, like I'm, I, I just turned 50 and a lot of my friends, a lot of my colleagues are all facing serious medical stuff or have been dealing with serious medical stuff and all the, um, stuff I see happening in biomed and, um, 
you know, the advances in medicine make me really hopeful mm-hmm. um, that, that, that things are on the right track. What scares me, of course, is the dystopian aspect of that. Like, you know, when I hear about, you know, well, we can spend billions on F-35s, but we can't figure out how to pay for COVID-19 testing. That kind of freaks me out a little bit, but I kind of figure we're going to work that stuff out one way or the other. So that's the, that's kind of the, that's kind of the premise of this whole podcast. And and that's kind of been the, uh, my premise that, that eventually tech works its way out. Give me an example of, of a time when you've seen that to, to be true. Well, I think, you know, Apple technology and, and stuff that, 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 um, that happens in the Apple sphere is, uh, very close to me. That's really kind of the focus of what I've been writing about now for 20 years or more, and really kind of been the focus of my entire adult life one way or the other. I've had like three or four careers now that have focused somehow around Apple technology. And seeing the way that this company has taken um, customer security and privacy seriously enough to make it not only uh, a marketing call out like a top line marketing call out but also really kind of integral to their dna in terms of how they approach um how this tech should work and you know the fights that they're willing to have on their on consumers behalf with governments makes me hopeful that um not everybody in silicon valley is just out to make a billion um you know go to burning man and blow their minds out you know that mm-hmm. it's it that there's actually some some really good stuff happening um and that we're going to be uh well taken care of having said that i always think that um people businesses private businesses need to be nudged in the right direction too so i'd like to see a lot more proactive um government policy there and a lot more um focus in that respect to to sort of rein in um uh, the 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 unchecked uh stuff that you see happening in silicon valley too so how much how much is this stuff going to start integrating into our daily lives i mean so one of the things that one of the things that i talked to uh to a friend about the other night was uh, she's, she's into Ayurvedic, uh, uh, diets, I guess you eat only things that are available at that point, all this other weird stuff. Uh, and it's very spiritual. It's also associated with like ancient techniques, right? At what point do the robots tell us how to eat right? At what point do the robots tell us, um, how to get, how to be less stressed and actually actively change our, change our bodies and our minds, um, ver- to to a greater degree than just giving us like a breathe moment, uh, reminder and a stand up reminder and all that other good stuff. When do you think when do you think we become truly integrated in these machines? When we've got the algorithms well uh, adjusted enough to actually manage that stuff. You know the problem that we 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 have right now is that even when it's good, it's still really uncanny valley, right? Mm-hmm. You know that 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 it's still really apparent that it's just technology. And look, we're we're making leaps and bounds there, but. I'm sure like, like me, you've been reading sci-fi, you know, since you were a kid and we've all been sort of on the precipice of the singularity that we were promised when we started reading about the stuff where, um, uh, you know, technology was, was going to, to dominate all of our lives and make our lives that much better. I still think that's utopianism and I don't think utopianism is realistic, but I do think Mm -hmm. that, um, every year we inch closer towards making technology um 
integral in 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 how we live in really beneficial ways. And this actually is is something that's really important to me because in the last five years, it's become so important. Um, the the technology that I use has become so important to to help keeping me healthy. And just just to rewind, five years ago, I was really really overweight. I was very unhappy. I was really sick. I ended up getting gastric bypass surgery. Um, and I lost about a hundred pounds, started running, started doing other things. But through that process, I also really needed to stay on top of doing things like taking, um, dietary supplements because, um, if I didn't, then my teeth would fall out or I'd get really sick. I'd get rickets and, <laughs> you know, other scurvy and other weird things because my body just isn't absorbing the chemicals and nutrients from foods, foods the same way anymore. What made the biggest difference for me was that about six months after I had my uh, gastric bypass surgery, I got an Apple Watch because the Apple Watch came out. And it was the first fitness band, the first device like that that I had ever gotten. And initially it was cool, you know, being able to, um, to, to, uh, um, to, to look at my activity levels and keep track of that. But then I realized, hey, this is something that I can use to create maybe a separate calendar on my, my, my Mac and my iPhone that I can use to track my pills and supplement intake. Um, and that'll help me keep from missing the calcium citrate that I always seem to forget, you know, to take. And within about I would say probably about four, maybe six weeks of having this thing on my wrist, I realized, hey, I'm getting in my activity that I'm supposed to. I'm getting exercise. I'm getting more exercise than I used to. I'm staying on top of my supplements. Here was a way that integrating this innocuous piece of technology made a very significant difference into my overall health, and as a result, really improved my quality of life. Hmm. Minor thing, but it was really, really important to me, and I've heard countless stories about that since then. So it's uh so we're not integrating ourselves, but they're sort of uh they're they're sort of encroaching onto the uh into our reminders. It's encroaching into our sort of I guess our collective memories, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, that uh, you know we're 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 just sort of gradually well because we're we're really good tool wielding monkeys, right? We always mm -hmm. have been. That's really kind of what separated us from other primates, right? And um, uh, it. I think that we're we're always one step ahead of ourselves in terms of te developing technology and then sort of backfilling, you know, how, what are the social, what are the philosophical, uh, what are the legal ramifications of using this technology? We see that a lot in tech now um, with uh, things like encryption, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the, the latest uh, cry from the attorney general is think of the children, you know, well, you've got to give me a backdoor to encryption because, you know, how are we going to protect kids from uh, child pornographers and, uh, and so on? Look, I get it. You know, it, 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 it it's a misstep, you know, but w we'll figure it out. And we do, we do. It, it just, it takes us all a while to get there. And hmm. uh, what is it that William Gibson said? The future is here. It's just been it's just distributed. Not evenly, it's not evenly distributed. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's, uh, that kind of gives me a little bit more hope. Uh, what do you think the next 20 years looks like? Well, you know, my dream has always been to sort of work for the Lord Humongous in the Road Warrior. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if we end up going the fleshy-headed mutant route and you know, radioactive blasted wastelands, as long yeah. as I can, as long as I can get like you know, uh, um, 
you know, a, a, a nice uh, Australian muscle car with a cow catcher on the front of it and a Gatling mm-hmm. gun out the top. I really don't. And you're skinny now. You can fit in the car. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can fit in the car a little bit better than I used to. That's true. Yeah, I'm actually worried about that. I'm getting a little bit bigger. So I'm just maybe I should just, uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess the, uh, the food shortages and the, uh, and the, uh, the nanovirus that's going to infect us all will, uh, will take care of a lot of that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, more, more food for the rest of us anyway. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Or we could just eat each other. The, in terms of, uh, <laughs> in terms of, do, do, do things look, do things look brighter in the future? I think so. Cause I mean, let, let's compare the, let, let's compare now to the way that things were 20 years ago. 20 years mm-hmm. takes us back to 1990. Right. And I mean, you know, things weren't thing, things things weren't markedly different. But if you go twenty years back from there, you know, nineteen seventy, it was um, you know a very different time in America, very a different, very different time in the world. I think we've made a lot of progress. Technology has brought the world a lot closer together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the internet has brought everything into absolute immediacy. Um, the 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 trick, I think, over the course of the next twenty years is going to be figuring out how we process the information that we get. Because my observation has been that that and and I think that a lot of this is hardwired in us as as mammals, right? Um, we are very very good at threat assessment. We can we can figure out whether or not there's a mountain lion in our backyard getting ready to eat us. What we're really bad at though is risk assessment mm-hmm. uh you know right now as we're talking everybody is so concerned about COVID 19 and all the things that they have to do to keep themselves safe and we're seeing uh conferences and trade shows and all these public events uh concerts and so on canceled out of an abundance of caution you know that's the phrase that we're all hearing um uh to do it and i i the the, the underlying insecurity that I hear about it when I talk to people is they don't understand, actually, they know that there is a threat there, but they're very unclear on what the actual level of risk is. And you see this every day. You see this with people talking about, you know, well, I need to arm myself because you never know when my house is going to be invaded. Well, mm-hmm. you're living at a sa- the safest time in American history. You don't really need to worry about, you know, setting up a minigun you know, in your living room to kill people who are trying to steal your silverware. It's not really that big a deal, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we can figure out a way, maybe technology is the answer here, or maybe it is actually part of the problem. I don't know. I'm not that much of a galaxy brain to figure it out. But I do think that if we can figure out how to do risk assessment better than, than we're doing now, um, it would go a long way to making f- everybody in the world feel a lot happier, a lot healthier, and a lot more secure. So, so to uh, worry less and do more, I guess, is the answer. Is the is the solution here? To be able to understand and synthesize the information that we're getting, you know, we're constantly bombarded. Twenty four hour news cycle, Twitter, um, Facebook. Uh, our, all of our friends texting us, whatever. We're constantly bombarded. Bombarded with information, mm-hmm. the big leap that I want to see mankind make in the next twenty years is figuring out how to do more useful things with the information that we're getting, so we're not drinking from the fire hose all the time. Hmm. Interesting. All right, well, let's see. Uh, let's see if we can pull it off. Where can uh, where can people find out more about what you're working on? Uh, best place to find me is Twitter. 
I'm Flarga Twitter, F-L-A-R-G-H. I also have a website, peter-cohen.com, C-O-H-E-N. All right. Very cool. Uh, thank you for joining us, Peter. We're going to read some more of your stuff uh, over the next couple of weeks, right? Absolutely. Thanks, John. All right. Thanks for joining us. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the Internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com 